Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. I'm your host, Nick McGowan, and on this show, my guests and I unpack the stories that shape us and the lives we lead on our path to self mastery. Today on the show, we have Steve Miller. Steve is the founder of the Manly Club and the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood. So we're going to talk about some manly things on this episode, but ladies, don't turn this off just yet. We're going to talk about some topics that both men and women work through. So we're going to hear from Steve about his background and what he believes makes up a powerhouse man. And he shares what has led to creating the Brotherhood and what he's learned leading a group of over 13,000 men for five years and now building something even greater. So let's not wait any longer. Let the games begin. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, Nick? I am great. And I'm so excited that you're on this show today. It's been a long time coming. Um, I've been a part of the Facebook group that you have, and I'm going to be a little ambiguous right now, but I've been part of that Facebook group for a handful of years. Uh, and I know that we're building something big in the group outside of that as well. But dude, I'm so glad that you're here, man. Um, why don't you kick us off, Steve? and tell us what you do for a living, and one thing that most people don't know about you. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited about being here. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, I don't really do um, the traditional work anymore. You know, I used to be a, a Silicon Valley guy, and now I've kind of floated away from all that. You know, I think that if you talk to a lot of former Silicon Valley guys, they'll say, you know, I took the money and I ran, you know, and <laughs> they just, you know, and it's really, it's really a kind of a, it seems almost like a temporary lifestyle for a lot of people, right? It's like, well, I'm going to do this for now. I'm going to do all the grinding and all the hustling, and I'm going to do the 16 hour work days for now. And you kind of know in the back of your mind, it's, at some point you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to ride off into the sunset, right? And you're going to, and you're going to leave and you're going to find a nice, quiet place to live out the rest of your years. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I did. I still do some of the stuff. Um, I still, you know, collaborate on a lot of projects. Um, but I've been very fortunate to not have to, um, any longer worry about, um, you know, the job <laughs> and, uh, it's, yeah. it's a good feeling. You know, we're up here in Oregon now. Um, we moved up, um, about eight or nine years ago and, um, just enjoying life up here. And, um, I do, like, like I said, I do some sales and marketing stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of what happens to, um, to people who leave that lifestyle from Silicon Valley is they keep a lot of their connections. And then, um, these, these, um, temporary assignments just kind of come their way and they help out a lot of friends, you know, they'll do some short-term projects with people and um it's really cool you can kind of have you know some of that still you know some of that excitement still mm -hmm. and then at the same time you can stay you know away from that <laughs> whole scene which is you know it's great for some people but then really like i said it's kind of a it's kind of a short-term thing you know there's some people who can withstand it you know for 10 15 20 years and other people you know, like me, it's just like, wow, the whole time, practically, I was saying, oh, man, <laughs> got to get away from this. <laughs> um, so um, something that people don't know about me, I think that people 
um, think that I'm a coach. And um, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a coach. I, I have people, you know, through, you know, we mentioned the Manly Club. Um, you know, I've been running the Manly Club now for over five years. We just had our five-year anniversary. And over the years, um, just being engaged online and talking to men, um, it's just assumed that, you know, you're a coach. So I get, I still to this day get messages, you know, DMs from people saying, um, you know, hey, um, you know, can, can I hire you? <laughs> it's like, no, no you, you can't hire me. <laughs> um, there's nothing to hire. Um, and then really what I do is I kind of, you know, I kind of um, steer people towards the coaches that I do know. And I, I work mm -hmm. with a lot of coaches. And um, so I think it's a it's a common thing but that people misunderstand. But I guess that's it. I guess that's my answer is, you know, I'm not a coach. <laughs> Nothing against coaching. I think I probably would love it if if I ever got into it. Um, I think that um, it's a great it's a great thing that people do is, you know, they get you know, they, they get involved at that level. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of coaching that's happening that is just um, life changing stuff. You know, so I respect it and I work with these guys, but I just don't do it. It makes sense why people would ask you, are you a coach? Because the Manly Club on Facebook is, God, what, close to 14,000 men at this point. So to think of the owner of that group, well, he must do something that has to do with coaching or something of the sort. It's funny, I never really thought about that. And I'm a coach, but I'm sure there are people that just hop in. They have no idea who you are or they see you and go, oh, my gosh, I wonder if he can help because he set this thing up. And, dude, I got to be honest, the group that you set up is a massive group and there's a lot of engagement. But I know one of the big things that we're going to get into, and you know what? Five minutes into the show, we may as well just get into the damn thing now. So, Steve, tell us about the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood that spun off of the Manly Club and give us a little background of that. Like, where did the idea come from? The, the name um, of the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood came from uh, my past. You know, I've been around a lot of men. Um, I'm from back east. I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn. And a lot of the men around me, it, you know, my, my dad had seven brothers. Um, my, my, my mom had brothers. Uh, a lot of the people around me were these um, larger-than-life figures, you know, these, these men who, who just came into a room and they just had presence. And I always considered them to be powerhouse men. You know, they had... They, they had it all together. You know, they they were dialed in with their family, they were dialed in with their careers, they were dialed in in every aspect of the word. They were just squared away men. And I always viewed them as these powerful men. And I think a lot of people question the name powerhouse men because it it sounds like we're promoting some type of power over other people. And the reality is, is that powerhouse men um, hold power over themselves. That's their objective, mm -hmm. right? They want to be in totally they want to be in total control over their own personal life. And so that's where the name came from. The idea came from um, the fact that in the Manly Club, it's really kind of superficial stuff. Uh, we cover we do cover a lot of important things, 
but it's more kind of like a, a place for men to hang out and talk about man stuff, you know, the manly club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, topics come up. Some of them are really important. Some of them are um, dangerous. Um, you know, we get guys who are who are struggling with suicide and, you know, yeah. and then we try to steer those those men to the right resources, of course. But um um, the, the Manly Club is very difficult. Being on Facebook, it's very difficult to engage at the level that I wanted to engage with men. And I could see over five years, I could see that there was a missing element to this, right? There was something that the Manly Club was not providing. And I could see the conversations, you know, men would come in. And they would start start talking about some serious stuff, some heavy duty um, yeah. life stuff, and I just didn't feel like the the interface was capable of sustaining um, good conversations. First of all, Facebook throttles a lot of stuff, right? They don't really allow the reach, mm-hmm. so you're not really getting a lot of men seeing the more most important posts. And then the conversations, you know, it's just kind of like this long stream, right? And and it's kind of a lot of reading, you know. It's kind of, a, and, you know, <laughs> men don't really want to read through all of the stuff. And then you get a lot of redundant posts, right? And so the interface itself was kind of a, a hindrance. So um, I knew that we needed to do something else to, to um, create a different environment. So we spun off um, the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood from that based on need and then um, we we had at the beginning we had um, a lot of focus on the things that we thought the brotherhood should be, and then we started listening to men and understanding that the brotherhood really needs to be a place that isn't so much um, built on what we think it should be. It should be built on what they think it should be and so we started listening to more and more men and they were saying hey i really want this this and this and we just started plugging away and putting pieces of it together and now we have something that is building into a pretty um dynamic um place for men to go and to um to find some really good solutions i think you know some men just don't they just all they really want is friendship they want camaraderie other men are going through trauma you know, they want they want help with something and they want um, and some men are looking for purpose and meaning in their life, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a big part of the brotherhood, you know, where uh, purpose and meaning. I think we we all kind of struggle with that at some point. You know, we all kind of hit that yeah. that patch in our life where we're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the things. <laughs> you know, I got the I got the, the schooling done. You know, I, I got the job. I got the family. I got the investment account, got the cars, got the vacations. Uh, why do I feel empty, you know, and, you know, and, and that, that's a very real question that men ask themselves. But then, but then what do you do? You know, once you hit that point, what do you do? Where, where do you go? You know, you can talk to your friends, but, you know, your friends who you, who you have around you, some people are fortunate to have a lot of friends around them, and this can be a really good resource. And then other, men's just are, other men are just completely disconnected, right? They're, they're loners, maybe unintentionally, you know, or maybe um, it's because of where they live. Um, mm. But it's very difficult to find men to talk to um, and be a little vulnerable and talk about these yeah. things. It's like, hey, you know, I feel kind of 
I feel kind of lost. I don't really know where I am in life. It's like I've done so much, and um, I thought it would feel different. You know? Yeah. And so we're trying to create that kind of environment. So basically what that is is, you know, so you have the spectrum, right? You have somebody coming in with the most basic of needs, right, which is, hey, I just want to find some men to hang out and talk to. And then all the way across the whole spectrum um, to men who need a lot of help, we're bringing on some the men with you know some of these um some of these experts if you will that we're creating um teams uh with you know these 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 leaders are experts in what they do and so uh, we're trying to cover a lot of ground but at the same time we also want um a place where men feel very very comfortable such a it's a sad thing almost to think about how many men are out there, and I'm sure there are women too, but I, I think of the men that are out there that are just hurting and don't know what to say or how to say or what to do about it. And then if they turn to somebody, it's almost like they get bitched out by a friend because they're like, hey man, I don't feel good about this thing or this is not right or whatever. And that friend's like, well, just put some dirt on it. That doesn't really make any sense there, buddy. <laughs> but think about how many... Shitty people, and I say shitty people in the sense that they're just hurting as well, and they just spew back some sort of negativity. Typically, that's from a fear state where they're like, I don't want to hear it because I got my own shit that I don't even want to think about. Can we just sit here and continue to drink at this bar? You know, and nothing against bars or nothing, but at the same time, if that's where they're just focusing and just going through that, I think that's a huge. A huge uh, talking point that we could get into is just the idea of men being able to actually open up and have other men that can respect the fact that they opened up and they talked about things. And then there's the power of technology. I mean, we're doing this podcast and I'm in Florida, you're in Oregon. You know, the technology allows us to talk from wherever we are. And I know that we have a handful of people, at least that I'm aware of, that are already part of the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood that are in semi-remote parts of the country where they're probably in that spot where they're like, well, I don't want to join a kickball league down at the YMCA, and uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to drive 10 miles to go sit at a pub to hopefully maybe make a friend, because that's a lot of effort, a lot of work, and a lot of excuses. One of the other bigger hindrances in this is that um, we we have men who are um, holding back, even if they have access to resources like other men around them, um, it is they're too embarrassed or hmm. they're too, um, you know, you don't want to, somebody who you are engaging with all the time and you have kind of like this peer group set up, um, you don't want to reveal something, you know, and then face that man in the future because you feel squirmish about um, your vulnerability. And that's a very real yeah. concern. I mean, you know, you can criticize it and say, well, you know, just, you know, uh, suck it up, buttercup. And you could you could you could tell those men, well, to just to do it anyway. Or or, you know, you can convince them that, well, if you open up and you show vulnerability, they will, too. All that really doesn't translate into real life stuff. Right. So if you have a yeah. place that you can go to and these men and that's one I think that's one of the benefits of having an online community just in general is that you're engaging with them, you're friends with them, and you're getting the camaraderie, but you also have that that space, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that that's part of what men need 
I know that early on, that was one of the surprising parts of the Bandit Club when I first started it, was that I, I liked that part of it. You know, I liked, I liked that, that aspect of it. And, um, you know, vulnerability is one of those things that, um, you know, you could talk all day about it, but a lot of men have different opinions about it, right? Vulnerability yeah. shows weakness, right? And, okay, <laughs> you know, oh, so, so what? <laughs> you know, are you going are to pretend that you don't have moments of real weakness? It's like, hey, we all do, right? We all, we all have those moments. But as soon as we see other men, Right. You see other men who are maybe men who you look up to and you respect and admire. Right. High character men. Right. Um, you look at them and it's like, hey, they're being vulnerable. Right. They're talking about some of this difficult stuff that I'm going through and they're doing it and I still respect them. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's, you know, something that I can do. I can be a little bit vulnerable and I can I can put myself out there more. And that's why we encourage that. And that really starts out slow. You, you see men who kind of yeah. come in and they kind of lurk, you know, they kind of hang out and mm -hmm. um, and then they slowly kind of work their way into conversations and then again, really, if you have if you have a, a core group of men like our leaders, you, Ariel, Oleg, all these you know all these uh, the leaders of the powerhouse men. If you have you know these men on there talking this way, and you know expressing themselves this way, it really kind of um, eases their mind. And uh, the yeah. one thing about vulnerability that um, I think is that um, a lot of men misunderstand the worth, the value in it. It's like, well, you know, uh, that's not really going to, you know, that's not really going to help me too much. And I think a lot of that is, you know, this kind of uh, masculine mask that men, you know, feel like they need to wear, right? And, you know, when you're wearing that mask and you're, you know, putting up this persona, um, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's kind of misleading, right? It's, you get you get a, a a weird perspective, right? And you kind of misunderstand what's really going on when it comes to masculinity and vulnerability. You kind of you know I think that I think that you get lost in that. And then once that's stripped away, once you realize that you don't need to, you no longer need to um, wear that mask. You no 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 longer need to hide behind anything. Once you get into that zone. And then you start feeling comfortable. Then you start realizing that there's a lot of value here. And getting men to that point, though, is very difficult, very hard to, yeah. you know, get them to that point. So we're working on that. We're working on ways to to get men comfortable and get them talking and then um, realize that the solutions are out there. Yeah. Sometimes just the the act of talking about something. I've realized helps me in so many different ways, and I'm sure other men are the same. You know, clients of mine, friends of mine, family, hell, the conversations you and I have, kind of off air in a sense. When you are able to talk about stuff and just start to get the things out, and you feel confident enough to just feel in a safe space, sometimes you'll even answer your own damn questions. Where you're like, what should I do with this thing? What about blah, blah, blah? And you kind of start talking through it. But I've realized being part of the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood, those daily check-ins that we have, uh, people either do them in the morning or they'll do them at night, like the last thing before, like, hey, today was this or whatever. It's interesting to see how certain men, like when they first start, 
they're kind of hesitant with what to put. Like, well, I'm excited for today. And then a couple days in, they're like, I woke up and I was in a real shitty mood. And here's what's happening. Here's what's going on. But here's what I'm thinking. And I love that piece of it because the men that we're actually attracting that are part of the group are the men that are like, look, I got to be honest. I woke up and fucking hated waking up. But at the same time, after that, I thought, well, I don't normally hate it. So what can I do to better myself? And having even some of those check-ins that you can see. Hell, I think you had mentioned something earlier on one of those check-ins. Like, today was a little rough. And then I saw this and it just kind of lifted me up. Yeah, yeah. And, and having those conversations, uh, they just get better over time. You know, I think that's the that's the misleading part about being vulnerable. It's like you think that there's um, some negative part of this and then you realize pretty fast that there isn't. Right. And then you really realize that there's a lot of growth potential here. You know, we 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 look at um, other men in a different way when once you realize that they are it's and this is the weird part. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's actually a sign of masculinity. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and then, then, then the respect level goes up. It's like, wow, yeah. you know, I thought, I thought, you know, and a lot of, and I thought this myself personally, that um, if, if I were to be too vulnerable and if I were to be, uh, and if I wasn't always wearing that mask of masculinity, um, that I was, people were going to think less of me and they weren't going to know that, um, I'm a, a high character man and I, I'm, I'm manly just like them. I'm masculine and, and I was afraid that I was going to be found out as some other thing and that I was going to be misunderstood as some other thing. And I really didn't want that. So I was, I was always hiding behind this, you know, and, and it's, it's really hard to figure that out on your own. That's why mm-hmm. in, in one of our exercises that we do in the, in the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood is we do these exercises around like man in the mirror, right? And we try to ask very specific questions. And these questions are designed to get you thinking in a certain way, right? And they're all, everything is, is geared towards us trying to peel away those layers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we, we, we can dig down a little bit further, a little bit further every day. And then w- once you start getting used to having those man in the mirror conversations, with yourself and being honest with yourself, it becomes easier and easier to open up and have the, mm-hmm. the more um, powerful conversations. I think there's a lot of power in a man who can sit down and have an honest conversation with himself and admit the hard stuff to himself and um, use that information that he's learning about himself to build a better life going forward. But until someone points that out, it's kind of hard to see, you know, and sure. we, we, we have, you know, these life vision exercises, right, where we, we help men build a vision and then build a life philosophy, you know, and then to also put some action towards those things with a journaling practice, right? So, you, you know, there's a systematic approach to what we're trying to do mm-hmm. with men um, who want it. You know, within the brotherhood, we don't force men to do this, but anybody who feels like they, they need to, um, to stop drifting, right? And it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's really a mental drift. It's not a physical drift, right? Like I said earlier, a lot of men who are really squared away in a lot of, a lot of aspects of their life 
but then they're kind of mentally drifting, right? It's like, well, yeah. I don't really understand my purpose and my meaning. And then once they realize that if you if you put some structure to it, you know, you put some protocols in place, you 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 write down a, a vision for your life, you write down a philosophy, and then you follow that up with some journaling practices that work on those aspects of what you just built. I think that that putting that on paper and putting that in motion in an actual system is, I think, um, one of the biggest mistakes I think a man could make is to dismiss that as something that they don't need. Because um, it's really hard. I mean, think about it. How, how many men are going to say to themselves, well, you know what I need to do is I need to, you know, uh, I'm really suffering right now and I, I'm kind of lost. And I, what I need to do is write down life vision. So you don't really, it's not really going to, it's not really just going to show up, right? You know, and it's yeah. hard to think of those those solutions. But when you come into a brotherhood and other men are working on their own lives, yeah. you know, and then it becomes very clear. It becomes very purposeful once you see other yeah. men doing it. And I think that's the power of a brotherhood. Big time. This, you've said purpose a number of times, even growth. And obviously the point to this show about mindset and self-mastery, those things tie in directly to what we're doing within the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood because of that mindset. Somebody comes into any sort of situation, be it a brotherhood or a job or even just cleaning the damn dishes. If you go into it with a fixed negative mindset, then you're not going to get anything out of it or at least anything worthwhile. But being able to go into something that you can have processes and protocols to be able to walk you through and guide you through that tough stuff, the logical things that are sometimes hard to peel away from the emotional side, and being able to have that growth mindset with other growth-oriented people. And I got to be honest, that's one of the things that attracted me to the group when you had first uh, launched the beta. What was that, late last year? Maybe Q4, Q3 of last year saying, hey, we're going to launch this thing and we're looking for a handful of men that want to be a part of this to help us grow this thing. I noticed right off the bat that those people that were part of it, the handful of us that started it with you in that sense, they, for the most part, were growth-oriented. The people that weren't, they're not part of it. So it's interesting to see those people that come into this knowing like, well, I've got to kind of work through that. And there are certain people that I think we're going to help them work through that within the brotherhood, where we'll watch them kind of bloom. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes, yes, I agree. And um, it, it can be difficult. It can be very difficult for, for men to um, see the, the vision you know, and to see mm-hmm. the value of a brotherhood. And what I try to t- convince men to do is to just stick with it and give it a chance, you know, give it a, yeah. give it a real opportunity, you know, um, tune in, try to participate, ask questions, talk to other men, and then you'll see what this is all about. It's, it, 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 it is a powerful resource, and it's something, ironically, that is actually changing my life. And look, you know, when yeah. I look back on how I lived my life, you know, and I could have used this 25 years ago, right? It's like, yeah. man, how how much different would my my life have been um, had I found a brotherhood that was so 
it, it, so passionate about helping others, you know, how, how much different would my life have been? So, you know, I think that that's the misunderstanding, you know, where it's like, well, yeah. you know, I, if a man is currently going through something in their life, right, currently in some phase of their life where it's, there's a struggle, right, there's some adversity right now, I think that the, the most common reaction or the most common um, response from a man is to man up, right, <laughs> and to, you know, just to, you know, suck it up, buttercup, get through it, this is what men do, you know, and they feel like if they go to a resource where they're asking for help, that that's going to reveal some weakness, like we were talking about earlier. And I think that's yeah. a, a huge misconception. And I think that's something that um, is a mistake. I, I think that any man, yeah. I, mean, I don't care where you are in life, uh, it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter um, what age you are. It doesn't matter what you've been through. If you if you reach out and you try to connect with others, you're you're going to learn something. And it's going to change you. And mm -hmm. um, that's something that we want to get the message out to men. It's like, hey, give this an opportunity. Look at what it is. Look and, and try to understand that we're not judging you. We're not labeling you. This is not what a brotherhood does. People who judge and label are not in brotherhoods. You know, <laughs> they're, they're out doing other stuff, right? They're, they're not yeah. online trying to better themselves. They're not trying to improve themselves, right? They're not here. And if they do show up and somehow work their way in to a brotherhood, we're going we're to get rid of them, right? And so yeah. um, give it an opportunity. You know, give it a chance. Talk. You know, open yourself up a little bit. Make, you know, show a little vulnerability. Other men look at vulnerability different than what you think. Other men look mm -hmm. at vulnerability as a sign of masculinity, not as a sign of weakness. That's that's mm -hmm. the biggest message. Yeah, I think that's a thing that's also changing over the course of time. Uh, it's kind of on us. You know, you're, you're a little older than I am. You have kids, so it'll be mm -hmm. on your kids as well to be able to help continue that to grow and allow people to be open and talk through things. Um, it's so interesting, that journey that people need to go through, just the personal development journey. I had a conversation with somebody um, maybe two weeks ago, an episode that's probably going to air before this, uh, we're, we're talking about how clumsy and awkward you are as you kind of go through your personal development. And for the most part, it's all by yourself. And as a man, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm trying to do these different things. And, but if you've got a group of people you can connect with, a group of other men that are either on the same path as you are or around about that, or maybe even a little further that can help and be a guide I am right there with you, man. I could have used this years ago. And it's funny because I've seen this so many times. Be the man or be the person that you needed as a kid or that you needed years ago. And now we're literally doing that, creating that space for men to be able to be open and vulnerable. But there's that process that they need to go through. And this is calling out all the men that are listening to the show and all the men that come into the group. There's a process you're going to go through that you have to actually go through and some of that shit when you want to just run off or not show up or not do this thing that's a great sign to just do it just step in and do the damn thing because that little bit of fear is like oh you don't want to be a part of this thing this isn't going to help you when in all reality all it's going to do is help 
So it's, yes. it's interesting to see some of the men going through some of that now. And as the leadership, we can see different people. and It's on us to be able to kind of tap in and be able to love on those people and help them out. But those men, it's on them to actually walk through that and then raise their hand. And it's interesting to see how some of that's happening. The resources are out there, but if you think about yeah. what what resources you actually have, if you're if you're a man and you're and you're struggling with something and you're trying to figure something out, you're trying to better yourself in some way, the resources are so limited in that. Um, well, they're not limited. They're they're all over the place, right? There's YouTube videos, there's books, there's there's all kinds of resources. But at the end of the day, the the there's there has there, there's something has to happen. Right. So let's say mm -hmm. you watch a bunch of videos, right? Every day for a week, you watch these videos because you're trying to you're trying to fix something about yourself. Right. The thing that you have identified as being the thing that you need to move yourself forward and maybe get yourself out of this funk that you're in. Right. You feel stuck. Right. So I'm going to watch videos every day for a week and and then or I'm going to I'm going to read a bunch of books. Right. On the subject. Right. But then at the end of the day, there's something that has to happen. Right. You have to convert that information and all that learning into actionable steps mm -hmm. that you actually take in your life. And then you implement these changes. That's the disconnect. Right. It's like you read a great book. You know, you read a great book on uh, on something, but then you have to implement it. You have to actually use that data. You got to use that information. So now what is that? Is that accountability? Yeah, that's that's accountability. Right. And that's are you going to hold yourself accountable? Well, maybe, maybe not. You know, <laughs> maybe and, and you, we we get these bursts of short term enthusiasm. Right. It's like we want to we want to go out there and we want to. We want to learn on a, you know, we want to learn about a subject or something we we have identified, and then we're really super excited about it. But then we slowly kind of wane. It's like we read the book and then we slowly kind of slip back into our old habits, right? We get very habitual in our thinking. We get very habitual in our behaviors, and then you're right back to square one. So you short-term enthusiasm pushes you forward, right? It's like you push forward and then you slowly start sliding back. Well, in a brotherhood. What happens is you talk about reading a book and then you, you talk about things that you're working on. You're talking about these changes that you're trying to make. And then your brothers of the brotherhood are right there holding you accountable for those changes. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, last week we talked about this thing that you're working on. How's that going? How, what, what did you do? You know, now what new actions can we take to push this even further? more forward and continue this conversation and continue these changes, continue these new behaviors, these new habits. And then it becomes it, it becomes something special. Really, what happens is you start doing that for yourself. You know, you started you start reaping those benefits and then you start doing that for others. You start yeah. holding them accountable. And that's where the magic for brotherhood just starts coming together. You start realizing and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm growing myself and I'm growing others. I'm growing with these other men. That's that is the power of a brotherhood. You're growing yourself and you're growing at the same time other men and you're all doing it together. You're all pushing forward. And 
those types of relationships, personally, I think those are the most powerful ones. You know, they're 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 not superficial, right? We have yeah. a lot of in-person superficial relationships, right? Where we talk to our buddies about fishing and hunting, and we talk about cars, and we talk about surface stuff, right? But and those are those are important friendships to have. But when it comes to real actual change in our life and really pushing our life forward, the relationships and and the and the work that you do inside of a brotherhood. I think it's some, one of the most powerful things that we can do. Time. The accountability of it all is a major, major factor of it. You know, I, I keep thinking about uh, this, this man. There's nobody in particular, but a man that is kind of living their life. They're doing their things. They've checked off the boxes, like you've said. But they don't have anybody really near them that they can do this sort of thing with. So to be able to jump into something and have a Monday night call or a Thursday night call with your team and be able to work through stuff, this is even something that people can work through as they work through how they talk about the things with their family and with their friends. Because look, we've all heard you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. And I've had to tell clients and friends and family, that includes you. You are that. For somebody else. So it's interesting to see the men start to uh, envelop some of this and then spew some of that back out. We're seeing some of that within the group now. And let's be real here. The group's only a handful of months old. So it's still growing. Men are still kind of opening up. But at this point, we're, we've got a solid amount of men that are already part of the group. In fact, on that note, Steve, why don't you talk a little bit about what it looks like to check out the group and to be part of the group. And we're also running a promo right now, right? We have a special going on, 50% off um, through the manlyclub.com website. Um, we're inviting men in, and we are trying to build this. Right now, in the early stages, we're trying to build out um, all of these features that um, we're hearing that men want. You know, one of, the, one of the current things that we're working on right now is creating a, a buddy system to where um, the day-to-day accountability of, you know, because it's, it's one thing to be on a team. And so there's two, there's two parts of this. One is you're on a team and you meet weekly with your team. And then every week, the team holds you accountable, right? There's, if you have a team of 15 guys, every week there's going to be five guys who are on the hot seat, right? They're the guys who show up and they're the guys who have to um, talk about the stuff that they're working on right now. Next week is the next five guys, that kind of thing, right? So that's one thing, one method. But then we're all different, right? Some people need this daily um, support, this daily accountability. So we're creating these these uh, buddy system, right, to where you and another man are constantly, maybe it's over text message, maybe it's over email or whatever it is. Maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a Zoom call or whatever it is. And you're holding each other accountable every single day. And so it's a constant um, accountability process because that's what a lot of us need, right? And it really depends. And that's really going to be different for a lot of men, right? There's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a, a different need for a lot of men. Some men are going to be annoyed by that, right? And then some men are going to really value that. And so we're trying to build those features that um, are going to cover as many different types of men as humanly possible. And that's what we're doing right now. Our growth stage, our early growth stage, is based on just listening to what the men are telling us. And they have been vocal. So thank you, men, for being vocal and 
yeah. up about things. <laughs> uh, I know I, I was one of those being vocal about stuff too. Uh, it's interesting to be able to build something and be able to help other people and then be able to implement something so quickly. And you touched on the startup life. Um, it's way different than corporate world where you have to go through bureaucracy and meetings after meetings after meetings. I mean, there are certain times, look, we, we have to have meetings as a leadership, but we'll knock things out at the end of that meeting and say, all right, this is the next thing that's going to happen. So it's cool to see how we're able to be a bit nimble and flexible as we kind of work through this. Um, but Steve, I really appreciate you being on the show today. And like I ask every single person that's on the show, what's one piece of advice that you'd give somebody that's on their path towards self-mastery? I would say um, get your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions in alignment. You know, it, it's really as simple as that. Um, and it's something that is, um, I think, misunderstood and undervalued. You know, when you first hear people talking about things like this, you know, the first reaction is, you know, oh, you know, here we go with the, the cosmic ooze, right? And, you know, it, it's a, it, it, but get past that. Get past that. Understand that um, you don't you don't need to suffer, right? Once you once you understand that um, they're they're you, well, first of all, you're in total control, right? Um, once you understand that there is a, a systematic approach that you can take to to uh, put these things in place, I think um, it's an eye opening experience. It really is, and really, in a nutshell, it really boils down to. Um, getting that alignment in place. And there are men out there who can help you do it without the judgment, without the labeling, um, but find those resources. And if it's not the powerhouse men brotherhood, um, find another one, but do something about it and take action and follow through. That's awesome, man. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure to work with you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Steve, where can people find out more about the Powerhouse Men's Brotherhood? Manlyclub.com. TheManlyClub.com. Um, everything is there. Um, all the resources, um, all the information. You can, you can actually reach out directly to me through that website. And um, I answer all of my emails personally. And um, it's all there. Perfect. So check out themanlyclub.com and you can get more information about Powerhouse Men Brotherhood. Again, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Nick. Another great conversation on today's episode of the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Now, I know a lot of men listen to this show and ambitious men at that. So sometimes we, as ambitious men, just find it so much friggin' easier to just bottle shit up or maybe confide in a friend, but only so much to an extent about maybe a tough, tough situation. But for the most part, you're going to be like, nah, I'll be all right. So ask yourself, why is that? Why? And are you okay with that? That level of depth. Probably not, or you really wouldn't be listening to the show. And there's a daily battle to be fought and lessons to be learned if we're willing to listen, be coachable, and accept accountability. And we're building something incredible over at the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood that's going to help with that. So check it out. And like Steve said, we're currently running a 50% off promo 
When you sign up, just tell them you heard about it from the show. We may have a little something extra for you. So what did you think of today's episode? I'd love to hear your thoughts on everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed the episode, please jump over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. It really helps us to be found and helps others to be healed. And if you really enjoyed the show, go ahead and share with your friends, your family, coworkers, whoever comes to mind. And check out the show notes for more info, contact info for Steve, and check out other episodes on themindsetandselfmasteryshow.com, as well as our YouTube channel, The Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Right there in search, hit the enter button or return or whatever on your computer and you'll find us. And I want to thank our sponsors, The Manly Club and The Powerhouse Men Brotherhood. Now, do you consider yourself to be a powerhouse man? The criteria for becoming one is simple. Live with virtue and do good work. You see, a powerhouse man builds his life and he doesn't settle for it. He attacks mediocrity at the root and that's exactly what we do in the Powerhouse Men Brotherhood. Visit themanlyclub.com for more details. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a supporter of this show. And thank you for doing what you can to continue to grow. So with that, remember, your mindset matters. And so do you. 